Albert and Pastor Jemima Mbai with the mandate of establishing kingship and priesthood in this dispensation. For we do not know how to pray like we ought to, but the Spirit helpeth our infirmities with words and groanings that cannot be uttered. Then you need to do something for yourself by standing upon the integrity and the infallible word of God by believing by faith and you can receive. Grace yourself. The word you're about to hear will leave you inspired and transformed into what it talks about. Now listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we lift up our voices to you in gratitude. We shouted in faith because we know, we know that we know that in this power that you deposited in your flesh and in your blood, there's a mystery that no one can understand. It is the power and the gift of your own flesh and on your own, in your own blood that your people will eat and will have eternal life. Thank you for the revelation of the truth. Thank you for the power in the blood and in the flesh of Jesus. Thank you for the great exchange that you wrought on the cross. Thank you for sealing it. And we give you praise. As we go into your word, give us understanding and revelation. With our revelation, my father, everything will amount to nothing. And that's why I say, articulate the words of my mouth, bring them to bear. Let it make sense. Because the words of man make no difference. But once it is the engrafted word of God is able to change our souls. Spirit divine, I trust you to help me. And open the eyes of the people to understand it by revelation. And give me the spirit of utterance as I speak. Let your people begin to receive their healing, their deliverance, their salvation. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Take your, yeah, take your seat in God's presence. Take your seats in God's presence. Let's open the Bibles to John chapter 6. Hallelujah. From verse 35. But before then, I want to give us John chapter 6 verse 35. Let us understand we now know any member of Ladder House that has been coming for the communion service, you understand John chapter 6. Now, this man, John, amongst the other disciples, he is the one that understood something different. All of them reported about the story of the communion. Now, Jesus was the one that was teaching John did not originate anything, but he reported what Jesus taught about the mystery of the communion. We all know by now that Jesus didn't teach about the communion until when he was about to face Calvary. When the passion of the Christ was taking his strength and the... This, the, 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 the cloud of conspiracy against him was thickening. Betrayal was set. Heaven was on attention. Hell were rejoicing because they know that at that point they would have obtained the victory. 
but little did they know that Calvary would be the last defeat that the enemy would suffer. They didn't know that the prison doors will be open. Little did they know that men will be set perpetually free from the shackles of bondage. Once and for all, they didn't know that. If not, they wouldn't have crucified the king of glory. Jesus went, but before he went, he instituted something that was the real thing as compared to a shadow that was in the wilderness. The Passover. Then he said to them, let's do this. And all of the disciples wrote it. Thereafter, those that wrote it are those that wrote according to the narratives. That is writing it exactly as they saw it. But John saw it in a different light. He had an understanding and a revelation of what? Of eternal life. And he began by writing in John chapter 3 verse 16. As early as then. John wrote, John 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world. So everything was based upon love. He loved mankind. He loved you. He loved me. He loved every mankind. Then he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have what? Eternal life. So he talked about the eternal life as early as John chapter 3 verse 16. Which we know he was not talking about life after death. But he was talking about the life of Christ. So he came to give Ionians away. In John chapter 3 verse 16. Then again he began to talk about it. Again in John chapter 5 verse 26. And there he said. For as the father has life in himself, so has he freely granted it to, to the son that he might have life in himself. So he began to understand Ionians away from John chapter 3 verse 16 to John 5 to 26 verse. He understood it in the narratives in Matthew, in the narrative sermons of Luke and Mark. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand the spirit behind the communion. They narrated it and wrote it as they saw it. But John understood something different. He had the revelation of eternal life. He had the revelation of Ionian Zoe. That men would eat of this body. And when they eat they shall have the life of God in them. No wonder John, at the end of his ministry, when all the disciples died, John did not die. Do you understand that? In church history, even Paul was crucified upside down. All of them died in strange ways. John couldn't die. They did everything possible. John wouldn't die. Finally, they said, what do we do to this man? They do what they did what they put him in a cauldron of boiling oil. That means they must have tried water before they went into oil. Because the temperature of water is 100 degrees centigrade. Matthew, do you remember you gave me the temperature of oil? 
boiling oil one time, how much was it? 7,000 degrees centigrade. Seven thousand, and then they dipped the man inside. Then the man began to take a very good shower, just whistling and then having a nice time. I tell them, add more fire, add more. The more they added, the more the guy would just dive inside and then come out. And hello to them because of what God told me. I wasn't smart enough to have understood it but he told me as I was writing he said do you know why John couldn't die under natural forces I said what he said because he had a revelation of eternal life he told me Matthew Mark Luke did not understand the revelation they understood it by the letter. But John understood it by the spirit. Rhema. And that was why he couldn't just die. If the life of Jesus is in you. Then you can't just die like a mere man. You can't die like a mere man. Because of what? The life of the father is duplicated in you. Ionion Zoe is a combination of two Greek words. Ionion and number two, Zoe. Ionion is what? Is immortality. And do you know what? As you preach it, sometimes you can just feel unbelief. You can sense it. Somebody will say, Is there anyone who can die? All kind of things. We didn't say you will not die. But we're saying you will live out your days here on this earth in bliss. You will not be subject to sicknesses and diseases. You will not be subject to that which is corruptible. You will not be subject to poverty. Because Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. One, poverty. Two, sickness. Number three, the second death. We all knew that something happened to the 60,000 men that left Egypt that day. The Bible said that as they partook of the communion, that by the next day, the Bible said then they went out into the vastness of the wilderness and they began to move. And the Bible said then there was not one that was feeble among the tribes. The word feeble in Greek is astenio. And astenio means there was not one that was weak in the knees. There was not one that was weak in the body. There was not one that was weak due to disease. And there was not one that was weak because of old age. Now are you telling me that there were no old men in that group? Surely we had the patriarchs. The old men were in that group. In the vulnerable group, you had the old, you had the women, you had the children. But something happened to every one of them as they partook of what? 
understand it was the shadow your shadow is not you a shadow is a mirage a shadow is what a shadow is a reflection of the real you so if what took place under the old covenant was a shadow and a type now if the old covenant was that good <laughs> how much more shall the new be for the bible tells us in hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 that christ having obtained a more excellent ministry him also being the mediator of a more excellent and a better covenant that is based upon better promises so if that was what happened man do you know what's happening to you that's what we are hearing what we are hearing those who are diabetic getting healed when you see a diabetic getting healed what do you think happened the lord god rejuvenated the pancreas because when you see a man is diabetic he's lacking insulin and insulin lack of insulin is associated with the depletion of certain group of cells very few in the body they are bluish in color those cells are called islet of langerhans if your islet of langerhans are depleted then you can't produce insulin and when you can't produce insulin glucose or carbohydrate is converted into sugar and it cannot be broken down then it causes problem in you then we are hearing of people who are diabetic here becoming healed as i know so we have had cases because of the communion number one in Medugri lately before i came when we did a feast of unleavened bread in Medugri, and then we anointed them with oil hallelujah the last day and then at the same time we served the communion to them then there was a girl who was diagnosed of sickle cell anemia ss genotype then her auntie brought her and she took the communion then the next day she went to the teaching hospital to have her genotype checked and when they checked it her genotype became aa this was what happened there aa then when they came to me i said go for a second opinion was i doubting no go for a second opinion because we do not say stories here far be it from us by now you know there's an anointing we don't need testimonies to authenticate the anointing but when there's a testimony it would be that you must have checked we are not just interested in stories don't come and tell us lies we are not interested in it we don't feed upon testimonies our desire is that you would be healed and that you be healed indeed and I believe that you can go and verify medically. There's nothing wrong in medical verification. Then come and tell us. It's even better. How would it be that you said you were healed and then I heard you are dead? Then that doesn't make it right. Go and authenticate it. Even Jesus said go to the high priest. 
And show yourself to the high priest. We don't stand against medicine. We are not against doctors. They have their place in healing. But they heal or they treat rather. But only the power of God, they anointed through the word. The word of God, you know, let me tell you something. There are many fold ways of healing. One, it would be through the word. You get healed by the word. Number two, you get healed by the power of the Holy Spirit that quickens mortal bodies. Are you hearing me? Number three, you get healed on your faith. And the church of God will be healed better based on faith. Miracles are more for the unbelievers. Do you understand that? Do you agree with me? Some signs and wonders and instantaneous healings, they are for unbelievers. But once you are a believer, the Lord will not get you healed though. On miracles. Because you are matured. It's only on the word and faith. When you are born again and you are new in the Lord, every small thing you cry, the Lord like, uh, will, will come to you like Jotham would and give him what he wants. But as time goes on, if George or Christ, I will listen. Are you hearing me? The Lord expects us to what? Grow in the word. And then he expects that as we grow, our faith should grow in leaps and bounds and we get healed on our faith. If we go out for crusade now, and then we go to Bokos local government area, you will see the blind eyes pop up. Yeah. You see the lame walk. When you go out, he confirms his words with signs following. When you are a born again Christian, and you are in the church, you grow, and you get healed by the word, and by faith. And that's why we take time out to teach. And that's why Jesus went about teaching first and then healing last. So we must understand the position and the place of faith for healing. It's upon that you get healed. Then it is important for us to listen to the word so that our faith would come and then it will grow and then our healing will come through the word of God. The word of God cannot be lost. So that's one aspect and one avenue of getting healed. Another aspect is the communion. In all aspects, either the word or the Holy Spirit, in John chapter 8, that is in Romans 8, 11, that talks about the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead would quicken your mortal bodies. You know, many of us got healed that way. That is it. The word, faith, all of them will give you and would heal you, but none of them would promise you eternal life except the communion. Only the communion can give you the kind of life that the Father has. Eternal life. Eternal life. And that was why the rich young ruler came to Jesus. He had everything. He had the money. He had the influence. He had the power. But something was lacking. 
And then he came to Jesus desiring for something that he knows his money cannot buy. He requested and begged, I am looking for something. I, how can I inherit eternal life? How can I have a union zoe? The man has money. He knows sooner or later something would happen. And he needs something else to stay alive. Not to age. You know, it's just so funny. He's looking for something that his money cannot buy. And that is Ionion Zoe. And that's why he came to Jesus. Jesus who knows that this is something that belongs to the children. Because he asked him, have you kept the law? He said, even from my childhood, I have kept the law. Jesus said to him, if you're looking for eternal life, there's something else that is missing. Jesus had not died. So that man had no right to inherit. He didn't say, let me get it all. The guy wants to inherit the whole Ionian Zoe. You know, rich men, if the rich man knew the power in the communion, this front row, you will sit here, pastors. In fact, they will buy chairs and put it here. If you have the gongom just sitting here, you must fall behind. The governor comes with his entourage commissioners. Don't If they knew. But you see, God has hidden these secrets to the rich and prudent. But he revealed them to babes and shocklings. The mysteries of the kingdom is shrouded in what? Mysteries. So that in seeing they will see and not understand and in hearing they would hear and not perceive. It is meant for the children of the kingdom to inherit it. So this man wants to inherit it. Jesus said to him, you cannot inherit it and gave him a task that he cannot fulfill because he's not willing to give him the inheritance of eternal life. And he told him something. You have kept the law from your youth. I don't doubt that. You have done well. But go. Sell all that you have. Not some. All. And give it to the poor. Then the Bible said he was saddened in his heart. For he had much wealth. And for that reason, he gave up on something. Eternal life. If I were him, I would have done it. And he would have inherited by faith. By going into the future. And then obtaining beyond the cross what was meant for the children of the kingdom. That's what faith does. The woman that was called the Syrophoenician woman. She came. It was no time for her to get anything. Because there had not been an engrafting of the Gentiles into the covenant of healing. So she naturally was supposed to be a dog. So Jesus in calling her and saying you are a dog was not out of place. Because she's an unbeliever. But the Bible said she persisted. 
And the more Jesus spoke, the more she cried after him. Peter said, give her what she was. For she crieth after us. But the Bible said, the more they made it impossible for her, the more she cried. She had persistent faith. If you want anything from God, you must be persistent. Your faith is not to be a wishy-washy faith. But a faith that is dogged. A faith that is strong. A faith that does not waver. A faith that is consistent. A faith that will not take no for an answer. Yes, you've been coming for the communion since last year. Nothing has happened. All I am telling you is be persistent. Persistence obtains something from God. Even if this was not meant for you, you can receive it. Because the Bible tells me in Mark chapter 5, verse 26, that Jesus was en route to Jairus' house. In the itinerary of Jesus that day, there was nothing whatsoever that she would be meeting or had an appointment with the woman that had an issue of blood for how many years? 12 years. Hallelujah. But the anointing was fooling him. The anointing was at its maximum capacity. And then he had been asked to go and heal Jairus' daughter. So on the path, a woman who had no appointment, a woman that was not on the itinerary that day, came in the press and said in her heart, if only I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And the Bible says straight away, she stretched forth her hands and grabbed him at the hem of his garment. And then something happened for Jesus stood in the press and said, someone touch me. And then the multitude were all around him. Then Peter saying, seeing the multitude thronging thee and thou sayest, who touches thee? Jesus said, indeed, someone touch me. There is a touch of faith, but by the time you stretch out your faith, faith is a grabber. It goes beyond the natural and goes to the supernatural realm and get things that are not necessarily yours. Because if somebody else is not using his faith to get something, you can't take it. Are you hearing me? There are eyeballs in heaven. There are legs, there are skin. Hair, everything. Well, if you don't want to collect it, I'm going to keep collecting. I'm keep kind of collecting. I will keep collecting because I would use my faith and I will plunder the heavenly store. I don't wait to be healed. I receive new organs. I ask for them. There might be delay in the coming, but surely as the Lord liveth, <laughs> anything that I desire, I shall have it. The Bible says, what things soever, there is no limit to it. When they give you a check and they say, just keep adding zeros. When the check finishes, say, I want a second check. And say, 
Check number two, continued. Zero, zero, zero. There's a check number three, continued. Zero, zero, zero. There is no limit to God's resources concerning finances and concerning your healings. That is why in Mark 11, the Bible says, what things soever. Mark 11 from verse 23. What things soever. Soever is limitless. What things is something else on its own. Ever you desire in prayer, what belief? That ye would receive them and ye shall have them. It's limitless. It's limitless. I place order for a lot of things. And those things are on the way. Because I don't see them doesn't mean that they are not there. They are on the way. And I call the things that be not as though they were. And that's the reason why as a child of God, don't take no for an answer. Your condition today doesn't necessarily mean that's the end of it. It's just the beginning. Just know for sure that it is on the way. Believing you receive. When John was writing about the communion, he kept talking about one thing. Believe. 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 When he presents to them, to them the truth, then he says believe. John chapter 6 verse 35. Let's see. John 6 35. You keep seeing believing reoccurring all the time. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Good news. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. Is that not so? And he that what? Believeth on me. So you see believing as wonderful as the story of the communion is that talks about wonderful promises Yet in it, he said, he that believeth. Thank you. He that was believing. When that lady came to Medjugorje and told us that the girl that was SS, all of a sudden became AA and was authenticated by other Laboratories, because I said I want confirmation. Because the girl was a bad sickler. So I don't want a situation whereby she's not on her drugs. And then tomorrow we are in trouble. She was a small girl. Then they went and brought another report. AA. Then I said, go for another. Am I doubting? No. I'm a shepherd. I said, go. They went and checked again. AA. Then in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter became established. Then she testified. Then I was sitting with Dr. Baba Ali by my side. He said, Daddy, do you know what happened? I said, I know. He said, that means this girl received a bone marrow transplant. 
for your genotype to change, it means you receive a bone marrow transplant. You see, let me tell you something, medically speaking, children of God, what we have seen in this assembly, we have seen outstanding miracles that if documented in the years to come, people will wonder that these things, did they happen or not? Because these things don't happen naturally. They don't happen every Monday. They don't happen every Friday. If it happens, it means God did something. That's why Jesus said this story about the eternal life. All I seek, believe. Say he that believeth. That's what he was saying. In that same John chapter 6 verse 35. Let's go back. 6.35 And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. The word thirst and hunger talks about lack in general. If you have water, do you need to thirst? If you have uh, food, do you need to hunger? And if the Bible says in talking about the communion, then interposes the sentence and say, that if you believe in these things, you'll have eternal life. That means when we're talking about luck in general, a Christian that is eating and drinking the communion will lack nothing. That is what it means. If we take a statistics about those who have been healed, if you know you've been healed in the communion service, lift up your hands and let me see. Let me stand up and see. Can even if you do not testify, it doesn't matter. See, pastors, turn back. Lift up those hands. If you know you've been healed in communion service since we started till now, stand up and see. See, statistically, does that mean, therefore, that there's no eternal life? There's eternal life. Many of you, did we lay hands on you? No. See the beauty. So it's not about me. Daddy's anointed. I know. I know I, know I am. But I didn't lay hands on you. You see, that no one takes the glory. That's why he decided to institute his own flesh and his own blood. Is it my own? If it's my own, I can I can say Kari. So so no one can boast. It is him in the flesh, either by the doctrine of consubstantiation or doctrine of transubstantiation or the doctrine of sacramental union. It is him in his flesh and in his blood. It's nothing to do with me. That's why in this no one glories. But that the glory returns to our father and him alone. And is it my faith? It is your faith. Do you understand me? If I lay hands on you, then you will know whether I'm anointed or not. But if it's by the communion, it is the anointing of the father in the son and in his blood and in his flesh. 
So all glory returns back to God. Now, how many of you that are here that you know you've been financially blessed and have received transformation and have received deliverance through the communion? Let me see your hands. And you too? Had Nima. See, pastors, lift up your hands. Wave. Wave unto God. See, stand up and see. See, see. We are not doing something stupid. Oh, look, look back now, pastors. I said, look. So, Yara, Mezamuche. Ma Uba. Dada. The Ruhu Mezerki. Only Him can do this. Did anybody lay hands on you? No. The glory belongs to who? To Jesus. When it comes to this mama, don't wait for me to come from a degree. It's here. Don't wait for mommy. Don't wait for Pastor Bamshak. Because some of you want to do see us, you think it's Bamshak. It's not any of us. It's in here. In here. The moment prayer is made, something happens here. Chicken. If you understand it, that it has nothing to do with a man, you will get the result. Because his glory, he will share with none. Now let me ask you, how many of you take it in your house? Fine. How many of you knew that in doing it in your home you receive miracles? Let me see your hands. Why? See. I love this church. That means the glory belongs to the Father. You know, when you tell the people the truth, you are free. You are free. First of all, you take their eyes off you. Then God does it. Because his glory he will share with no one. Are you hearing me? The glory belongs to him. Now, he said believe. Now those who receive are those that believe. If you are very regimental, you are very sentimental. No, I don't use the word sentiment. If you are regimental or you are somebody who walk by senses. I'm sure you have been empowered to take the next step towards a better future. Now, let Pastor Jemima Mbaye release a blessing over you. I sent forth the word of the Lord. I release the power of the Holy Spirit to meet you in your classroom, to meet you in your boardroom, to meet you at home and shift the things that need to be shifted in your life. I send for the angels of the Lord, ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. Let them go into your business. Let them go into your house. Let them go into your body. Let them go into your family. We press into the spirit and we release the harvest of our planting. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ.
feel free to join us in any of our services on Sundays for our celebration service, 8.45 a.m. And Tuesdays, communion service, 5.30 p.m. All at the Crest Hotel, Old Airport Road, Joss. You can also pick up more of these inspiring messages at the Rema Shop of any of the Last House Christian Center branches. God bless you and welcome to your days of glory.